Community devastated by the deaths of five people in the St. Lawrence. Quebec pays for lifeguard training. Global news coming live to us from the HMCS Montreal. Train derailment in India was likely caused by faulty switch and nearly 80 girls have been poisoned in a school in Afghanistan. Good morning. It's Monday, June 5th. I'm Nora and here are your headlines. Four children and one adult have died on the water while fishing near the community of Portneuf-sur-Mer in Quebec. There had been 11 people fishing on the riverbank. The tide of the St. Lawrence came in quickly, and it's believed that they were caught off guard and swept away. I should say that once I was climbing on rocks along the St. Lawrence, and had I not been warned by someone who lived by the shore that I would likely be killed by the tide, well, I would have been in a lot of trouble. It comes in fast, and it's surprising. The children who died were all older than 10 and all went to schools in the same school district. Six people were rescued, reports CBC News. Divers have found the body of Kevin Girard. He was 37 and the only adult with the group who died. He was from a community near Les Escumets. Next, another story from Quebec and another water story, though this one is good news and will hopefully save some lives. CTV News is reporting that the Quebec government is spending $4.3 million to make lifeguard training free. I think this is such great news. Renal Hawkins, the executive director of the Life Saving Society, said that the funding has had a clear impact on the number of people taking their life saving qualifications. He told CTV's Rob Lurie that they've had 40% more people taking their bronze medallion than they had in 2022. Students need to take the bronze medallion, the bronze cross, and then the NLS certification before they can work as lifeguards. Lurie doesn't mention how much these fees were, but there are certainly many certifications necessary and you have to pay for them all. The funding is hoping to fill the gap of about 3,000 lifeguards in the province. Next, Global News, which seems to be very committed to this newsbeat, is reporting that a Chinese warship, quote, came within 150 yards of hitting American destroyer USS Chung Hoon during a rare joint Canada-US mission sailing through the Taiwan Strait, unquote. Journalist Mackenzie Gray said that this is, quote, the latest aggressive military move from Beijing, unquote. How did Gray get the scoop? Well, he is actually on board the HMCS Montreal, which is also in the South China Sea. Why is a Canadian frigate there? Hmm, let's see. Gray witnessed the quote-unquote near collision when a People's Liberation Navy ship sped up and cut off the bow of the Chung Hun. HMCS Montreal's commander, Captain Paul Mountford, called the maneuver, quote-unquote, not professional. Gray's order of events reports that the HMCS Montreal had to call the American ship to tell them to get away from the Chinese ship or else there'd be a collision. Gray reports this, quote, Mountford believes the incident was clearly instigated by the Chinese. The fact that this was announced over the radio prior to doing it clearly indicated it was intentional, unquote. Chinese ships have been, quote-unquote, shadowing the HMCS Montreal, spotted by Global News on, quote-unquote, multiple occasions since it entered the Strait of Taiwan. Mountford is hoping that they are not cut off by the Chinese ship again because, quote, this is international waters, he says. 
Despite the fact that this was witnessed by Global News, the story also includes the official line from the Americans, quote, the ship overtook the U.S. destroyer on its port side, crossing its bow at 150 yards, prompting the Chung-Hoon to maintain its course but slow its speed to 10 knots to avoid a collision. The Chinese ship then crossed the Chung-Hoon's bow a second time, starboard to port at 2,000 yards, and remained off the destroyer's port bow. The LY-132's closest point of approach was 150 yards, and its actions violated the maritime rules of the road safe passage in international waters, unquote. China defended the actions of the ship, saying that, quote, relevant countries have been deliberately stirring up troubles and risks in the Taiwan Strait, maliciously undermining regional peace and stability and sending wrong signals to the Taiwanese independence forces. Oh, right. I promised to tell you at the top why we're even there. Well, that's left out of the article, actually, though Minister of Defense Anita Anand says that Canada will, quote, continue to sail where international law allows. And really, our overall goal is to increase the peace and stability of this region. And that's why we're going to continue to see more of Canada in this region, as set out in our Indo-Pacific strategy. We've already seen unsafe intercepts, and we have addressed those appropriately with China in terms of our RCF pilots. Actors in this region must engage responsibly and that's the bottom line. I mean, if we weren't there and if the United States wasn't there, there would be, have been literally no close call. Uh, I don't know. Canada is the one that's globally policing security and peace in the Indo-Pacific region. Okay, Anita and And. Anyway, Gray being embedded with the Navy on the HMCS Montreal seems like the return to the early days of the war in Afghanistan when Canadian journalists embedded with the Canadian military. Of course, there's no discussion about that or how this might bias coverage. Why would there be? China is provoking our little excursion into the Strait of Taiwan, which everyone knows is lovely this time of year. That's why we're there, right? The weather? Next, there was a train derailment in eastern India last Friday that killed 275 people and injured hundreds more. The crash, it's being said now, was caused by a failure of an electrical signal. The train changed tracks incorrectly because of the signal and crashed into a freight train. The accident happened in Balasore district in Odisha state. It was one of the country's deadliest rail disasters. The trains were carrying 2,296 people and were not speeding. Rail accidents in India are sadly common. There are several hundred rail accidents that happen every year on Indian rails. They have the largest train network under one management in the world. Narendra Modi has made modernization of the rail infrastructure a priority, reports the Associated Press. Most of the accidents are caused by signal errors or human error. In 1995, 358 people died in a rail accident near New Delhi. In 2016, 146 people were killed when a passenger train slid off the tracks between Indore and Patna. India's 14,000 trains carry 22 million people each day. They have 64,000 kilometers of track. And finally, girls at two elementary schools in northern Afghanistan have been poisoned in the country's Sar-e-Pul province, Sangcharak district. 60 students were poisoned in Naswan-e-Kabud-Ab school and 17 were poisoned in Naswan-e-Fazabad school. The schools were close to each other and were targeted, says Mohammed Rahmani, the head of the local education department. The Associated Press reports that the students were all, quote-unquote, fine. The girls were in grades one to six, but there were no details released about how they were poisoned. Rachmani says that someone, quote, with a grudge paid a third party to carry out the attacks. Those are your headlines for today. It is Monday, June 5th. I'm home. I'm home. Thank you, Air Canada, for getting me home after midnight. That was great. 
(laughs) I'm Nora. Those are your headlines for the day. And I hope you're ready for a wonderful week.